You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Konnichiwan, what is up the internet? This is your good friend Curtis Spears, back with you today for another Okada Shorts short. G-Wondering for G-1-32, night 16, from Machida Gymnasium. Machida? 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 Not sure. In Tokyo, and it was a great night of action. Let's go ahead and get started breaking it down for you. So the first match was Kenta beating Aaron Hanare in 12 minutes and 35 seconds with the game over. The strikes were starting pretty early in this uh, in this match. This was exactly what I wanted. You've got Hinari is one of the better strikers in the in the game right now. Kenta is one of the best strikers in professional wrestling history. So that's what I wanted. I wanted to see those powerful kicks and punches from Kenta, those powerful body blows from Hinari, and uh, we got a lot of that. Hinari uh, early in the match gets a little overzealous and kicks the post where Kenta is hiding. And then Kenta has a target. So Hanare keeps using his power to try and beat Kenta down, but he's trying to base off of the leg that Kenta's been working for a few minutes, and it just was too much to overcome. Uh, eventually, Kenta's then able to start working the arm to continue breaking down Hanare's power base and take away his striking, and that gets Kenta into the game over position for two points. So... Another good match for Hanare. Hanare was only 1-5 in in this entire tournament, which is a disappointing record, but he didn't have a bad match. He went 6-for-6 with good matches, and, um, I mean, I think he did his job. He proved that he deserves to be in the G1. Last time I did one of these, I was kind of poo-pooing Yujiro Takahashi, saying that he... Yes, he's a he's a good loss post for the tournament. I understand why he's there, but he can't really keep up with the conditioning or with the action of what a G1 participant needs to keep up with. And that's exactly what Hanare was doing. Hanare was keeping up with the action. Hanare was having great matches, even if he did lose. So there we have it. Hanare's uh, first G1 is over. It's a little disappointing, but he had great matches. So next up was Jeff Cobb beating Toriyana with the Tour of the Islands in 4 minutes and 28 seconds. This one was perfect for me. I always say that the best Toriyana match is under 5 minutes, and this one started out fun. Cobb came out doing an impression of Yano, which was pure hilarity. He had, you know, he had a chair, he had a DVD, all the, the disinfectant spray and stuff like that. Really good, really funny stuff. Yano missing, did not want to come out whatsoever. His entire theme song played... And stopped the referee, started counting. He got to about 12 before Yano attacked from behind and tried to roll up Cobb. When Cobb kicked out of that one, he got sprayed with disinfectant in the eyes and tried to roll him up again. 
He tied Cobb's arms inside of his own singlet uh, and then tied him up in the ring apron like a big old burrito. Hilarious stuff. Eventually, Jeff Cobb gets back in the ring, uh, still with his hands tied in his singlet, lands a big drop kick, looks like a dolphin. Chris Charlton makes an Orange Cassidy reference. I was um, cracking up. Then it was Tour of the Islands time, and that was all she wrote. Cobb is still alive in the A block as of right now. The next match, Shingo Takagi versus Yujiro Takahashi. So this D block, of course, is fucking insanity. There's there's absolute chaos going right now. If things work out the right way, they're going to have a seven-way tie for the D block. Shingo needed to beat Yujiro. And if there was any justice in the world, Shingo would have ended Yujiro's tournament in less than two minutes. But we had to endure quite a bit of time before Shingo beat Yujiro in 15 minutes and 24 seconds with the last of the dragon. Yujiro was using the outside a lot to his advantage. A chair, the guardrails, reverse DDT on the outside. It's the only way that he can compete in a match against a, a former world heavyweight champion. Shingo remembers then that he's Shingo and begins dominating, and just as that happens, here comes Sho. Sho catches Shingo with a chair shot and then a pimp juice DDT from Yujiro, but Shingo kicks out of that one. Yuji kicks out of the Made in Japan, so good for him. Yuji then hits Shingo with a pimp juice DDT on the outside, and Shingo hits a Death Valley driver on the outside, and they tease last year's double countout again. That's how uh, Shingo's tournament ended upsettingly last year. With a double count out against Yujiro. The crowd is annoyed uh, once the ref bumps start. Shingo turns the tables on the House of Torture Boys, the Hot Boys, by using the chair against Yujiro and then uses the chair against Sho and then hits a last of the dragon on uh, the Tokyo Pimp for two points. Yujiro ends three and three, and the seven way dream is still alive. Looking at the seven way split, Chaos Project here, Yoshihashi and Will Ospreay. For this one to work, for the seven-way dream to still be alive, Will Ospreay needs to beat Yoshihashi, and he does in 18 minutes and 46 seconds with the Hidden Blade. Yoshi's shoulder is heavily taped. These two are going to chop the shit out of each other the entire match. It was fantastic. Yoshihashi has an early advantage with the heavy hands, but Ospreay is so fast he can just hit you from anywhere. Ospreay begins working the injured shoulder, but he's getting desperate and mean. At this point in the in the tournament, Will's going to do anything he can for two points. He's already lost, I believe, twice. He, yeah, he's lost to Shingo and he's lost to David Finley. He's down to his last two wins. He's trying to make it so that he can just flat out win the D block without having to do the seven-way tie. So he just starts torturing poor Yoshihashi by working his shoulder and things like that. And this new evil Will that we've had for the last two years has been really great at that. When Yoshihashi fights back, Will's able to use his speed and regain the advantage easily. Yoshi blocks an Oz cutter to regain control. He hits Karma, but he can't move fast enough to cover him. Will flips out of a second Karma attempt and hits a stunner and nails the Oz, uh, the Oz cutter, but Yoshihashi kicks out. Will misses the hidden blade, catches a super kick as he attempts another Oz cutter, eats a destroyer. They're trading blows. They're nailing each other with finishing moves like the Kamigoroshi from Yoshihashi. The end is coming soon. The crowd's feeling it. Everyone's just really amped for Yoshihashi to take this one. But the Chelsea grin and the hidden blade finally put Yoshihashi down. Great match. Tons of fighting spirit made Yoshihashi look like an absolute killer. And Operation Seven Way Chaos is still alive. 
Finally, we came to our main event of the evening, Taichi versus Jay White. 23 minutes and 20 seconds, Jay White wins with the Blade Runner. Taichi and Jay, they have a sumo face-off at the beginning of the match, but Jay just kind of rakes Taichi's eyes. It's hilarious. What a shitbag. Jay's so much smarter than everyone else, and he's got a plan. His plan is to work on Taichi's breathing, his conditioning. He's choking him with anything and everything he can. The ring and the guardrail, camera cable. Jay's got a game plan he's executing to perfection. Taichi's able to turn the tide and begin using powerful kicks to punish Jay. And that's when Ghetto gets involved and begins menacing Miho Abe to distract Taichi. But then uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Uncle Nobu, gets up off the commentary table and gets after Ghetto. Taichi hits Jay with the last ride, but can't put him away. The crowd was really feeling it. They trade suplexes with Taichi, seemingly getting the better of the exchange. The finisher dance is fantastic. Jay's fighting as hard as he can to counter move after move after, as, you know, Taichi is fired up. The Hakuho elbow gets two. Jay hits the Blade Runner but can't cover. Jay goes for another one, and that's all she wrote. Took two Blade Runners to put down your boy Taichi. Jay's still undefeated in the block 5-0 and and waiting on Tamatanga on the final night. So we're going to be looking at Sunday's coverage from your bad friend Rafe Houston. The matches for that one are Yoshihashi versus David Finley to see if uh, Operation D-Block Chaos continues. Taichi versus Great Okan, that one's going to be fantastic. Tom Lawler versus Jeff Cobb, I expect a lot of fun out of that one. And Kenta versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. We'll see if Hiroshi Tanahashi can stay up in that uh, C block and take it all the way to Wrestle Kingdom like Rafe predicted. Alright, if you'd like to get a hold of us on social media... You can find me at LDestructo83 on Instagram and Twitter. I'll probably be complaining about living in southeast uh, London during what might be the sweatiest time of the year. It's pretty fucking horrible, but I'm here brought to you by the power of iced tea and uh, the love of a pug. So there's that. If you'd like to follow my bad friend Rafe Houston, you can find him on all the social medias at FacesFeelsCast. If you'd like to, you can... Follow our lovely benefactors, the Countout Podcasting Network, at Countout Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can join the Countout Podcast Patreon for three, five, or ten dollars a month. That's right, tons of extra stuff for just a little bit of cash. And if you are a podcaster yourself, if you have a YouTube channel, if you have a Twitch streaming platform if you are a wrestler who wants to walk down that aisle to a super badass uh, wrestling theme song. Get a hold of our boy Owen, who is on Instagram and Bandcamp under Riff Your Pod, and he will make for you a ripping theme song like he did for us here at the Okada Shorts podcast. And we're going to hear from Owen right now. So rate and subscribe, listen or die. Keep it right, keep it tight, keep it short. Yes.
This has been a Countout Podcast.